This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The world doesn't need another sports show. It needs an awesome sports show. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. The boys are back. Let's talk sports. Good morning and welcome to the Sports Hour. I'm your host, Walton uh, as usual, with me, not in studio, but uh, remotely, my co-host, Naz Marchese. Good morning. How are you this morning, Naz? Good, Wally. How are you? Good. Just uh, let our listeners know, Naz and I are not in the studio, just like last week. We're doing the show remotely from our homes, so uh, instead of saying uh, we're live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto, I will simply say we're live from Richmond Hill and Nobleton in New York region. And a rainy uh, day today here. Yeah, it's pre- pretty gloomy outside today, but... Uh, uh, not much going on in the sports world, uh, but we'll get a chance to talk uh, talk to a couple of uh, prominent guests today. Uh, coming on uh, shortly after the first break will be former Toronto Argonaut, Washington Redskin, and uh, Notre Dame uh, legend Joe Theismann. Uh, Joe, uh, one of the few sports that actually is making some headlines is NFL football. We've got a draft coming up. Tom Brady has uh, signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So we're going to catch up with those things with uh, with Joe Theismann. And Joe also happens to be a fabulous motivational speaker. And in these troubled times, uh, maybe he's got some positive messages he can pass on to us. I'm sure he does. Well, and- the NFL hasn't missed a beat on this. Well, uh, and they're they're coming up for criticism. I'm going to come back. uh, Just let me know second guess, Ness. We'll come right back to that point because you make a really good one. And uh, um, bottom end of the the show, we've got Dr. Michael Cusimano coming uh, coming back on the show. I had a nice chat with him yesterday. Dr. Cusimano has more initials uh, after his name than I have time to. uh, uh, He's he's an incredibly accomplished person. Uh, doctor, one of the world's leading neurosurgeon surgeons. We've had him on the show before. He's at St. Mike's Hospital. He's a scientist. Um, we talk to him about the impact of what's going on in the world and how that might impact sports. And of course, we'll have a general discussion about uh, the pandemic that we're all and the challenges that we're all faced with. But Naz, you make a very good point. The only place that seems to be doing something these days is the NFL. Of course, they're not on the field. Uh, they may, in fact, be uh, one of the professional sports that's fortunate enough to have their uh, seize their off season uh, during this mess that's going on, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, the challenge of the coronavirus uh, epidemic around the world. Um, they've got a draft coming up. They've made some off season moves. Uh, they may actually be able to start their season in September. Hopefully, they hopefully we will have put most of this behind us by then. Uh, but Naz, go ahead, bring us up to speed uh, in terms of uh, what's been going on in the NFL. It's very interesting. The draft is going to be April twenty third, and they haven't missed a beat. Everything they they haven't canceled anything, and, and the NFL news 
is always they're always in the news. It's incredible. Bad publicity, good publicity. They're always in the news. What a lead. I, uh, I, I can't remember uh, who who, uh, uh, who who came up with the saying that any any publicity is good publicity. Uh, I'm not so sure about that. But uh, the NFL is uh, is going ahead with the draft. It's April 23rd, I believe, and we'll talk to Joe Theismann about that. April 23rd to 25. Um, they uh, Roger Goodell's come under. Uh, uh, um, I wouldn't say a torrent of criticism. And you know what? There's a double-edged sword to this. Um, from one perspective, from one perspective, I, I'm sure that in this day and age, with all the technology that exists, uh, I'm sure they can probably do the draft in a safe manner. Uh, you know, they're not. it's not going to be in, a, in an arena. Fans are not going to be invited. Uh, the play, the prospective draftees are not going to be invited. I presume all the teams are going to be holed up in some office somewhere, uh, not in the same office, but in their individual cities. Uh, they'll all be hooked up by technology, whether it be Skype or FaceTime or Zoom or any of these other video conferencing techniques that exist nowadays. I presume they're going to take all all necessary precautions so that they socially distance each other, from each other. So I, I think technologically um, they can probably do it. Um, and comply with uh, the rules about uh, you know get get-togethers and uh, um, and how many people can be in the same room together and all that stuff. But I guess the issue is, should they be doing it uh, in 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 the uh, in the world and with the challenges with the healthcare workers and everybody else? Are they are they sending out the wrong signal? Uh, and as your thoughts on that. To me, to me, it's a relief, really, because all I hear is bad news, and I'd rather hear some good news, too. And I think the NFL is doing the proper, proper thing, and I agree with them. Now, the other thing is, uh, well, I need to ask the doctor this, too, but the U.S. and Canada, Canada borders the U.S., and Canada is doing the right thing with uh, the, the, uh, the disease. What about uh, the U.S.? They, they fall behind. They'll never get together the way it is. Well, that's, uh, you know, that's uh, certainly, uh, um, as, uh, who, who was it a few weeks back? We had Sean Fitzgerald on the show, and he asked us, I asked him a question, and he, and he his response was the, 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 the question's above his pay grade. That may be above our pay grade, too. Uh, certainly a, a, a great question for Dr. Cusimano. Um um, you know, our countries have, you know, dealt and we're, we're in different cycles of the disease. Uh, it seems like the United States. Exactly. Well, it seems like they may be uh, two, two weeks ahead of us and two weeks in this disease makes all the difference in the world. That's when that's when things really uh, increase exponentially. Uh, whether that's going to happen in Canada, I think Canada is at the tipping point and we Naz, let's let's remember to ask Dr. Cusimano this question. Uh, Canada seems to be at a point where the U.S. may have been about a week, ten days ago, fourteen days ago, and it and it and we hope we hope we don't follow down the path of what's happened in in New York City. Uh, what's I mean, it the the great outbreaks in the United States seem to be in a couple, uh, you know, uh, in a couple of different places, not right across the whole country, although that may change. 
this this particular disease knows no boundaries, and uh, it you know it's quite quite easy for uh, you know if it's you've got an outbreak in New York City for that to get transferred and, and move across the country. So uh, uh, Canada, um, you know we're we're you know the numbers are starting to move. Um, they haven't gotten out of control yet, but from what I'm hearing, and I certainly want to ask Dr. Cusimano this, uh, there's a lot of stuff that's unreported. Uh, and things may be, I don't know this for a fact, but, you know, just anecdotal evidence, um, you know, the hospitals are starting to feel some stress points. In Canada in the next two weeks, Ontario, Toronto, um, Quebec seems to have become a, a hot spot as well. Montreal's, I think, the mayor declared a state of emergency. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, um, we will, we shall see. I've got my fingers crossed. Uh, we pray. Uh, we uh, we do whatever whatever we can do to uh, uh, lift our spirits and hope that we don't become a New York City situation or, a, or an Italy situation or some of the other. Uh, situations but what i've seen what i've seen this week and what i've seen from canadians uh the one the one uh the one great characteristic of of canadians is uh uh we seem to be pretty good at following the rules more so it seems to be part of our culture uh in some ways we're we're not you know we we uh we, we we get tarnished and we crit, crit, crit and not so much criticized but uh you know we're we're not as brash as americans and uh we're probably a little bit more. Uh, you know, we're willing to listen to uh, to uh, our, our leaders and, and follow directives, and you know the the roads. And you know, you can see it. We talked about it with Peter Mansbridge last 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 Sunday, who drove down the four one and and, and and didn't see anybody. And you know, I've been driving down Rutherford. I've been taking uh, routes. I'm not. Uh, you know, I'm not. Uh, I'm not uh, partaking in gatherings, and I'm staying keeping my distance uh from everybody uh but a couple of drives down rutherford this week uh uh during rush hour uh man what a difference there seems like there's the the amount of traffic is one tenth of what it normally is so so far it seems like uh torontonians uh ontarians and canadians are uh uh to the best of our abilities following the directives of our leaders and that may prove crucial in the next couple of weeks yeah, and I wanted to say this. I forgot to say it last week, and I'm in the industry. Just like to thank all the transportation people that have done a hell of a job out there. The truckers, the dispatchers, all the people involved in transportation to make sure they get their products into stores. And all yeah, and I and really, yeah. really like to thank the transportation business. And I know that's dear to your heart, Naz, because that's, uh, you know, that's the business you're in, and uh, you see it. You see the sacrifices people are making, the risks that people are, and you know, we say to ourselves in times of crisis. And you know, I, I posted on my uh, on my Facebook page this morning. Um, all around the world, there's people locked up in apartment towers, and there was one this morning on the Upper East Side where everybody just went out on their balconies and just clapped. Uh, for all the medical workers, all the all the medical workers at a at a hospital that that was nearby, and you know the medical workers and the grocery store clerks and the police officers and the fire 
the nurses, the doctors. Uh, you know, I said, you know what, it's it's like Winston. You know, I said we're we're in a war. We are, as Trump says, as everybody else says, it's an invisible enemy. Um, and it reminds me of what Winston Churchill said back in 1940. He said, "Never have so many owed uh, so much to so few." And uh, these times bring out the bring out the worst in people. And we saw some evidences of that this week. Price price gouging. And I thank uh, Doug Ford uh, for being strong and vocal that we, as a society, were not going to tolerate people taking advantage of other people's miseries and other people's situations. So if, if to those and there, you know, all, there's very, very few people doing it, but if you're doing it, it's disgusting. Um, and it, it should, and if you have a, a situation where people are trying to price gouge you, there's a hotline Report it. Uh, we cannot tolerate it. People should be shamed of, of that kind of behavior in the particular instance I won't refer to it by name. Everybody's aware of it. It's been in the press. Thankfully, the owner of that business came out and apologized, and he offered to make a full refund and uh, admitted his mistake. So thankfully, uh, he owned up to it, and as a society, that's what we expect, and we hope that we won't see any any more instances of that. The best, the best, we see it every day, Naz, every day. Um, We get, uh, I'm, I'm finding it on my texts. I'm getting texts from clients, from friends um, that I haven't heard from in a while, just asking me how I'm doing, how's your family doing. Um, It it really means a lot. I've reached out to some people I haven't seen in a while, and they're appreciative. Clients have called and thanked me for support I've given them over the years. I've thanked people for, for different things. It's just you know, we, we want to concentrate on, on the best of these things, and uh, it really is a situation where, it, in a lot of ways, it brings out the best of us. And on that note, Naz, a mutual friend of ours, I will point him out, uh, texted me this week and said, uh, Dominic DeNano, if you're out there listening, uh, yeah, we're going to get that drink as soon as this is all over. Naz, I'll give you 30 seconds before we go to break, and then we get uh, Joe Theismann on the line. Well, it's going to be interesting to talk to Joe Theismann. I was watching him and the NFL documentary with John Riggins. And, oh, what a, what a story that is. I'd like to ask him a couple of questions. But... Oh, absolutely. So uh, on that note, uh, we'll take our first break. We're going to come back and we'll talk to uh, football legend Joe Theismann. Really looking forward to it. We'll be right back. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville decided to stonebake our pizzas the traditional way. That was over 50 years ago. Since then, the big pizza conglomerate started cooking their pizzas on conveyor belts, like you see at the airport. Now you can choose authentic Italian stone-baked pizza or pizza you could mistake for luggage. Pizzaville stone-baked pizza. Fiercely Canadian. Authentically Italian. Are you real ready? If you're a real estate agent, we can help you sell more homes. A business owner? We'll help show it off to the community at large. And if you're a homeowner, we'll supply accurate floor plans for every room in your home. Because selling property is all in the details. Real Tours Media. Creators of 3D virtual tours, walkthrough video, HDR photography, logos and brands. Check out the one-stop shop for successful real estate agents. Realtoursmedia.ca With a little training, anyone can learn the security business while on duty at your home or company. 
It's unfortunate, but a lot of security companies are just not experienced enough to handle the complex dynamics of tactical security. And that little bit of training and experience can end up costing you a lot more than you bargained for. Peace of mind, trust, and honor is the foundation on which the Regal Security reputation is built. They're driven, they're respected, and they're unrivaled. They're everyday superheroes. Visit them online at regalsecurity.ca and find out how much they know, not how much they can learn. To become a champion in business, it takes coaching, training, and bench strength. And every team needs a skilled player like KPMG Enterprise for private companies. KPMG Enterprise helps entrepreneurs and family businesses grow, strengthen, and transition by offering a full suite of services, including audit, accounting, tax, and advisory. Your business doesn't stand still. It evolves. Team up with a winner. Visit kpmg.ca slash enterprise. Let's do this. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada, and the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com, or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. They're not here to be nice. They're here to be right. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live on the new AM740, also on FM96.7, and also live video streaming, www.zoomerradio.com. We're pleased to welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, actually pleased to welcome back, uh, football legend Joe Theismann. Good morning, Joe. How are you this morning? Joe, do we have you? Joe? Oh, it looks like we got technical difficulty with that one. Brandon, our producer, uh, uh, see if you can get uh, Joe on the line uh, and... Uh, Get him back on the line. I know you had him on during the break, and uh, we'll give it another go. Uh, Naz, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, technical difficulties. We're all doing the show remotely. Uh, hopefully we can. Uh, Brandon, uh, pop me a message on my screen so that I know when you have Joe back on the line, and we'll see if we can make it work. Uh, might as well get into the NFL discussion, Naz. Uh the Bills have made uh, have made a, a couple of moves, uh, significant one. Uh, they have a new wide receiver. Uh, how does Stephon that? Stephon uh, Diggs. Okay, tell us a little bit about that move, and hopefully, top, uh, top five receiver in the NFL. He's that good. He's how good? That top five in the NFL. Top five. Wow, yeah. he's that good. Just um, yeah, he's an amazing pass right here as receiver, and he's going to be add uh, a lot to the offense for sure. Very, uh, very, very good receiver. Hello, Walter. Oh, Joe, Joe, we got you. 
Yes, after all this technical difficulty, <laughs> I am here. <laughs> Thanks wow. for joining us. You know, it was, it was it, Walter, it was very tough crossing the border, but I got to you. <laughs> Thanks. Amidst all this doom and gloom, Joe, that's one of the reasons we one of the reasons we wanted to get you on because you've always, aside from your football skills and your football acumen, you've been you've been you've been, you've been positive and you're you're a fantastic motivational speaker. And we couldn't think of anything better. Couldn't think of anybody better to get on the show this morning amidst all this doom and gloom. And uh, uh, we want to talk to Nas chatted earlier we want we want some positivity uh on our show this morning we couldn't think of any be- anyone better than you joe uh uh there's a lot well i think you know you know walter i i think it's i think what's important for people to understand is that you know there are guidelines basically set out not just here in in, in you know north america but i think around the world and um you know you have a lot of young people that just aren't used to being cooped up nobody is i mean this is this is new to everybody i mean it isn't whether whether you're 80 whether you're eight it doesn't matter where you fall on the spectrum of age i think it's really important that you adhere to the what would be now the new social rules as far as you know giving keeping space between one another uh making sure you wash your hands making sure you clean surfaces these are all very, very important. They're, they're not just nonchalant things that you just mention and, and say, okay, fine, I'm going to do it today, but I'm not worried about it tomorrow. It's something to worry about. I mean, we have to wake up every morning and say, this is real. Okay, now what can I do? Look, everybody listening, you have to say to yourself, what can I do to try and make this world safer for other people? I feel good. I feel healthy. But what can I do to maybe help someone? Make sure they don't get in contact with me. Make sure I don't get in contact with them. And I think if, if you know, if you're smart, we're going to get through this thing. And uh, you know, hopefully not in a you know in a catastrophic way. Uh, Joe, the other thing uh, we really wanted to do this morning that we haven't done in a couple of weeks is actually talk some sports uh, because the one the one league that actually is active in a lot of areas is is the National Football League. Uh, you know, big news, Tom Brady going to Tampa. Uh, we got a draft coming up. Uh, the Bills have made a move. Uh, let's start at the top. Uh, Tom Brady, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, I think you were surprised that he left the New England Patriots. Uh, what does Tom Brady look like, uh, not from a physical perspective, but from a figurative perspective, in a Tampa Bay Buck uniform, uh, what difference? Well, you know, what will all, we do differently? First of all, well, first of all, I think um, seeing him in, in orange uh, twelve will be different. The helmet will be different. Um, Chris Godwin, the wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, wore number twelve last year. I believe he's just going to give it to Tom, and he should. You know, normally guys buy jerseys to wear from one team to the next. Um, I think in this case, like I said before, with Chris, he gets to tell his children and his grandchildren that he was the guy that gave Tom Brady the number 12 down in Tampa. And uh, to me, that's, you know, that's something no one else in the history of football will have a chance to do. Um, and I think, I think Tom basically looked, looked at the New England Patriots. I thought he would be a Patriot. I really did. 
Uh, it turns out he's down in Tampa. I, th- I don't think it's coincidental that t- the, that Tampa is supposedly the site for this year's Super Bowl, but you know, we don't know what the season's going to look like, if there's going to be one. I mean, there's so many questions going forward. But I think he brings accountability to everybody in that building, from coaches to players to staff, uh, you name it. Uh, Tom just raises level. It's the same thing that Peyton did when he went to Denver. I mean, there's going to be a degree of accountability in that building that they haven't seen before because of the type of football player Tom Brady is, his meticulous preparation, his attention to detail. All of these things will influence the entire organization. So it's, it's, it's great for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I guess it was time for him to move on. I mean, we've seen it with Joe Montana. We saw it with Brett Favre. We saw it with Joe Namath. We saw it with you know Johnny Unitas going all the way back when he was finished his career as a Charger. So this is an unprecedented, unprecedented. And he got the the, the money was going to be there. Somebody was going to pay him thirty million dollars. Somebody was going to guarantee fifty, and it would happen to be the Bucks, and they've got a heck of a stable of receivers. So where does that leave New England and Buffalo? Look what this moved. Buffalo. I think Buffalo. I think Buffalo. I mean, you have to look at Buffalo now and say, based upon the last couple of years, the way they've played with, you know, Josh Allen getting another year to continue to work, uh, you have to think that Buffalo might be the odds-on favorite in this division. I mean, New England has struggled in their own division. They struggled with Miami, who was, wasn't very good. I think they beat them this year. Uh, Buffalo gives them all they want and a little bit more. The Jets, you would think, would be a little bit better. But you can't count out Bill Belichick. I mean, that's... You know, you, it, Tom is Tom's the greatest that ever played. And, it, and it's great to, you know, the New England organization, Mr. Kraft and, and Coach Belichick, you know, they're all coming out now and saying Tom was the greatest. And, and truthfully, when he plays for you, you don't want to say that. Now that he's gone on, you acknowledge what everybody knows. And I think it's just classy what the, the Pats have done in regards to Tom moving on, taking out full-page ads and talking about them the way they have. I think Buffalo is a team that has to be reckoned with, not just in that division, but in, in the AFC and, and going forward. I, you know, they're a heck of a football team, a young football team. So, you know, to me, you know, they're the ones you have to look out for in the AFC, obviously besides Kansas City and, you know, going on. Uh, we're talking to Joe Theismann. Joe, the other big uh, event coming up is the NFL draft coming up, I believe it's April 23rd. Uh, I know you've... Uh, Tweeted, you're you're still in the, in the Washington Redskins camp, and uh, they're in the number two slot. Um, uh, number one, first of all, Goodell's coming under some criticism for actually for the NFL still going ahead of the draft. Do you have any uh, any issue with that? Whether they should postpone it? And uh, I guess the number one, the LSU quarterback Burrow. Any any surprises you foresee? I don't think so. I think Burrow will go one to Cincinnati, and then. Uh, Will Chase Young, the young guy out of Ohio State, the defensive end, in all likelihood should go number two to the Washington Redskins. The Redskins are changing from a 3-4 to a 4-3 defense. And when you look at you look at the defensive line of the Washington Redskins, they drafted Sweat last year. Uh, you had a Chase Young. You've got a Deron Payne. You've got a Jonathan Allen. You've got a Mike uh, a Matt Ioannidis. I mean, that, there's there's five young players, no one older than 27, I believe. Uh, in that defensive line. So I think he would be a very important cog to what we want to accomplish. As far as the draft goes, everything is done remotely. 
So it isn't like you're going to put people in harm's way. Uh, coaches have gone FaceTime with players. They've had FaceTime meetings with their staff. Uh, the world of technology has provided us opportunities to be able to uh, connect with one another uh, in so many different ways. And, and I think that the NFL, it, it may be a breath of fresh air for a lot of people um, to not have to worry about something for a short period of time, but almost a, a mental distraction uh, to see what's going on. I mean, if you're not in a room, if you're, you're basically adhering to the rules um, that have been put out by the president in this country and, and you know, keeping social distance, uh, making sure you wash your hands, um, clean your phones, all those things. I mean, they're all taking place. And, and to have an event occur, um, keeping all those in mind, I just don't see where there's harm to it. Joe, uh, the Washington Redskins are drafting second. Is there any thought of straight getting down? Because they lack uh, depth and they need some players at the top level. Do you think they can? I would. Uh, I would. Deal down? I, I just don't. I just don't see where Miami's going to want to try and make a move. I don't. I don't see. If you're going to do it, you do it at the number one spot where Cincinnati is to try and get Burroughs. I mean, that that would be, make sense. Anybody after that, I think has question marks. Um, Herbert, the kid out of Oregon, they're not sure of. Uh, Tua is a bad hip, bad ankles. You know, physically, you don't know what state he's going to be in. Now the kids can't even work out, so you really don't know what you're going to get. Uh, I, I just don't see him trading down uh, and giving up the opportunity to add really what we call a generational football player. I mean, he's uh, Javion Clowney. He's that kind of an impact player. Um, and and you, don't, you don't get chances at those. And, and I still believe you, you win championships by defense. And defense wins championships, whether it's hockey, whether it's basketball, whether it's football. Joe, uh, playing in the wrong era. Ryan Tannehill getting $62 million extension for Tennessee. What's that all about? I don't get it. Well, what, what it, what it, well, what it is is there are no quarterbacks. I mean, it's a, it's a question of supply and demand. I mean, we saw here early on when people were just buying toilet paper and selling it for $10, $15 a roll. There wasn't yeah. any toilet paper in any places, and all of a sudden – so if, if there isn't any somewhere, you have to pay an absorbent price if you really need it. In the National Football League, if there aren't enough quarterbacks to go around, it makes no sense not to have to pay somebody what's considered now fair market value. I mean, you know, it, I believe this, guys. Anybody is worth anything they can get. I mean, absolutely. If, that being said, that, that being said, I mean, Russell Wilson, to me, is a $35 million quarterback. He's, he's 70% of Seattle's offense. Agreed. You know, Aaron Rodgers, who are they, who are they without Aaron Rodgers, the Green Bay Packers? Yeah. Um, you know, and then, but then you get to, like, Matthew Stafford at $27 million, which was his last contract. Jimmy Garoppolo, $27 million. That's the market. You know, Kirk Cousins is at, at $30 million now after a guarantee of 28 or 33 Um you know, these are, these are numbers that are unheard of, but yet it's a business that pays that kind of money to the position. And when there aren't enough people at the position, you can drive the price up where you want. It's like Dak Prescott's going to get 33, 34 million. Whoa. He ought to take that money. He doesn't deserve to be the highest paid quarterback in football.
He hasn't he hasn't earned that right. But uh, Joe, if he can get it, good for him. He's not a forty million dollar quarterback. Oh, we've got about three, four minutes left with you, and then we've got to move on. And I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, uh, let our listeners know about this great new book. You, you know, you had, you've had a fantastic career as a motivational speaker uh, after you uh, hung up the cleats. Uh, you've donated so much to charitable causes, and you make yourself available for so many great causes. Uh, you've won you've, so many uh, awards, uh, non-football awards. Uh, you're recognized in so many different places. I know you got a new book coming up, and I'd, uh, we want you to tell us about it. The book is called How to Be a Champion Every Day. Tell us all about that, Joe. Yeah, it's um, it's a labor of love. It's taken me quite a while to write it. It's a uh, It comes out, it's scheduled to come out the middle of June. June 16th is the release date. And it really it, it chronicles the, the relationship between the world of sports, the world of business, and our own lives. Um, and, I mean, in, in this time when you're sequestered at home, you can... You know, you can order it online. You can uh, order it from your favorite bookstore. And, um, you know, it's it's something that I, I hope people enjoy. I hope they get a lot out of it. Uh, certainly, it's sort of the story of, a, of my career from from deciding to be a Toronto Argonaut to winding up um, having a chance to quarterback a world championship football team. But there's also something else, too. I believe that the greatest Toronto Maple Leaf is celebrating a birthday. Well, it was, um, live. It was live coming up Sunday, here, Joe. It was. Uh, we actually uh, last Sunday. Uh, last Sunday, uh, we celebrated David Keon's 80th birthday on on our show. And uh, was it last I, Sunday? Oh my last goodness! Sunday, you and I chatted about it. Yeah, we chatted a little briefly yesterday off the uh, off the phone, and we were talking about what we did on the show last Sunday. And and you have such fond memories of your time in Toronto. And I said, and I said to you, do, do you remember Dave Keon? And you said, of course, the greatest Toronto Maple Leaf ever. And, uh, I said, so uh, right. at that point, at that point, Joe, I'll let you take over. Well, you know, it's David, I want to, if you're listening, wherever you might be, um, south of the border, north of the border, um, hopefully someplace always safe in Florida. Uh, just wanted to wish you a belated happy birthday. And the other thing is too, is you know if, if it, the Toronto Maple Leafs really were my induction into hockey because you know growing up in Jersey I didn't pay much attention to it back in the seventies it wasn't what it is today uh, in the United States and so when I when I once spent my three years in Toronto I mean I'd go to Maple Leaf games and just I was always so impressed at the way the stadium was set up I mean you literally look straight down on the arena. That was one of the things that jumped out at me, but because I was so used to a football arena. But I became a hockey fan. Uh, I even tried to play hockey out on the frozen lakes and stuff when I was up in Trump. Wasn't wasn't I was worse than bad? Okay, let's put it that way. <laughs> I was worse than bad when it came to trying to play hockey. But uh, you know, the Leafs were my first team, and uh, of course, David was one of those guys. Certainly was. On that note, Joe, uh, you know how much we still love you in Toronto. Uh, as I said last week to our guest last week, uh, I hope to see you soon and talk to you soon. And in today's world, that has a special meaning. Thanks so much for joining us. You bet. Please stay safe. Please stay safe. And, uh, and, uh, like I said, we hope we talk again real soon. Thanks, Joe. Thank you for having me. And listen, every, thank you so much for having me and, and everybody, please be safe. 
we will get through this um, as a North American continent. We'll, uh, we'll defeat this thing and get back to life. It will never be what it was, but it will be something wonderful going forward. So everybody take care of themselves. See you guys. Thanks, Thanks, Thanks so Joe. much, Joe Theismann. Uh, we're going to break, and we'll be right back with Dr. Michael Cusimano. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville declared, We'll never be the fastest! We'll never be the cheapest! We'll never be the snazziest dressed! What? Yeah, my point is, we want to be the best! At Pizzaville, we want to make the best pizza. Stone-baked, the traditional Italian way. Pizzaville Stone-Baked Pizza. Fiercely Canadian. Authentically Italian. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com, or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. To become a champion in business, it takes coaching, training, and bench strength. And every team needs a skilled player like KPMG Enterprise for private companies. KPMG Enterprise helps entrepreneurs and family businesses grow, strengthen, and transition by offering a full suite of services, including audit, accounting, tax, and advisory. Your business doesn't stand still. It evolves. Team up with a winner. Visit kpmg.ca slash enterprise. Let's do this. The security business is easy, right? Anyone can learn it. Perhaps they can learn it on duty with your valuables at stake. Perhaps they can learn it in a crisis situation that requires an immediate intelligent response when lives are at risk. After all, what harm can a few mistakes make? Plenty. When it comes to security for your business or office, an experienced partner like Regal Security makes sense. Security is what they do. Peace of mind is what they provide. Visit them online at regalsecurity.ca and find out how much they know, not how much they can learn. Are you real ready? If you're a real estate agent, we can help you sell more homes. A business owner? We'll help show it off to the community at large. And if you're a homeowner, we'll supply accurate floor plans for every room in your home. Because selling property is all in the details. Real Tours Media. Creators of 3D virtual tours, walkthrough video, HDR photography, logos and brands. Check out the one-stop shop for successful real estate agents. Realtoursmedia.ca There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. Opinions expressed on the Naz and Wally Sports Hour are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. There are two ways to argue sports with these guys, and none of them work. The boys are back, the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live. Uh, Naz and I are doing the show remotely this morning from our homes. Myself in Richmond Hill, Naz in Nobleton. We're pleased to welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. 
world-renowned neurosurgeon, uh, professor of surgery, education, and public health at the University of Toronto, a scientist at the Keenan Research Centre at the St. Michael's Hospital, an associate member of the uh, Department of Theory at the Ontario Institute of Education, and so many, so many, so many others. Uh, Dr. Michael Cusimano, good morning, doctor. How are you this morning? Good morning. I'm uh, very good. Thank you so much for joining us. And before we even get into this, uh, doctor, um, on behalf of myself, on behalf of uh, Naz, and I'm sure he, he can... Um, put his thoughts in as well. On behalf of all of our listeners, um, we want to thank you, and we want to thank your colleagues. Uh, we want to thank all the healthcare workers. We want to thank all the nurses, uh, all the people that are doing so much to try and keep us safe, and you are taking risks in your personal health to do so. I would just like to very sincerely and simply say thank you so much for what you and all your colleagues and all your work people do for us. Thank you so much. Well, we really appreciate that, and um, it is a difficult time, and um, really everyone in our society has an important role to play, so we're all in this together. And, uh, Doctor, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we had a brief chat uh, about uh, what's going on Um and the part of it that we explored uh, briefly on the phone yesterday is, uh, you know, we're, you know, at some point in time, this will, I don't know if the right word is resolve itself. Perhaps you can, you can describe how this might on a go forward basis, but what will be the ultimate impact on sports in your estimation of, uh, of uh, what we're going through now? Well, I think we will move forward. Um, this will change, and uh, things, I think, will uh, be different afterwards. Uh, certainly, um, everybody is aware of the effects on professional sport. Basically, every single professional sports has been put on hold. Um, NHL, NBA, Major League Baseball, Formula One, et cetera, et cetera. The list goes all the way. And that's, those are organized sports, and that trickled down to amateur sport and uh, kids sport, and the schools are closed, and so all school sports are stopped. So all these organized uh, sports have been put on hold, and uh, for good reason, uh, because of the risk of transmission of, of this uh, virus. Um, but I think uh, one effect of ultimately will be where we... Uh, where we take a look at what sport means to us, and really, certainly the professional sports are a form of entertainment, and uh, I think people need to uh, recognize that. I think we're pack animals, and uh, we like being uh, members of groups like professional sports teams, but I think this will change things, both in the way the entertainment's uh, delivered, but also in how we think of sport uh, for our kids, and uh, so I think probably we may we may move back, uh, you know, four or five decades uh, when uh, we weren't so hyper vigilant about uh, about our kids joining uh, organized uh, sports uh, organizations and uh, worrying about bringing them to this activity and that activity, and maybe there'll be some move back to kids just having fun. 
uh, with themselves in the neighborhood and uh, maybe a move toward uh, that again uh, where we don't have this um, this uh, sort of almost uh, high intensity uh, organized sport um, um, culture around us which uh, has has good but also some uh, negative consequences to it good morning doctor how are you I'm good I'm good how are you good thanks um, want to know uh, the numbers in New York and, and uh, other cities in Michigan also there seems to be larger percentages than anywhere else what causes that um, <clears throat> well I think some of that is probably caused uh, by um, inflow of uh, of uh, people from infected areas. Uh, there's probably some cause of community transmission. Um, there can be um, um, uh, like uh, differing degrees of uh, of compliance with the public health uh, public health measures that have been undertaken. So there's probably a whole a series of reasons why there are certain hotspots. Uh, it's not just New York and Michigan, but Italy, Iran. Um, so Canada's doing a pretty good job at this point. Uh, how are you? How are you? Uh, how are the hospitals holding up in uh, in the Toronto area or in uh, in Ontario, Doctor Cusimano? Are you? You know, we're at the point now where we seem to be a couple of weeks behind the United States and everybody's on edge that, uh, you know, we're at, the, we may be at the tipping point. Uh, what are you personally seeing um, in your hospital and amongst the conversations you have with your colleagues? Well, there's a tremendous number of people who are working uh, behind the scenes and at the front lines uh, to try to make this uh, not uh, transforming to the situation that's happened in other places. And I think so far, certainly the numbers of cases, if you look at the websites, are going up exponentially. Uh, but so far, the healthcare system is uh, in a good position, um, at least at our place. Um, but the situation's changing daily. And I think, uh, I think people are are, are prepared and they are getting more and more prepared and um, I think uh, it's a real team effort with public health with acute care with community care and as I said from the beginning that people in the community if people in the community don't play their role with social distancing and all the measures you've heard about washing hands etc um, the healthcare system can only do so much so it really is, uh, when we talk about sport, this is a whole team. We're together as a team. So if the forwards don't play, um, the defense and the goalie uh, can't do much. Um, the team won't win. So um, I think this is a good example here in Ontario and in Canada where uh, I think we're playing very well as a team. In terms of the risks to our healthcare workers and to, I guess, to everyone else. Um, one, one of the, and without getting political about it, um, they call it PPE, personal protective equipment for our healthcare workers. And there's, there's uh, stories about other places in the world where there just isn't enough equipment for our healthcare workers. How, how much at risk 
truly are our healthcare workers in the hospitals. Well, there's no doubt that people who are on the front line dealing with sick patients are at risk, not just for COVID, but for many other diseases when we consider things like tuberculosis and uh, hepatitis and uh, different transmissible uh, diseases. So that's always a, a risk to healthcare workers, but I think people are understanding the disease uh, well and understanding the high-risk situations. And I think the healthcare system, at least in, here in Ontario, is putting um, uh, measures to best protect people. And um, there, there were talks of shortages uh, more. I think people are catching up on that as, uh, as we've had more time and the curve has been blunted. Uh, we haven't uh, seen that huge surge as of yet. So I think, uh, you know, I, I, th- I think there is a need for that uh, personal protective equipment. And I think people in the community have stepped up uh, to help provide that. And I think hospitals are doing the very best that they can under uh, very stressful circumstances. In, in terms of how this, this certainly this, this disease has um, highlighted uh, how vulnerable we all are. It, it seems to be so highly, much more transmissible than than what we've been, uh, perhaps the flu or something else. Uh, and going back to the impact on sports, um, you know, what what really triggered uh, our uh, our our focus in on it uh, was when the NBA shut down and when the NHL shut down and when the NBA players uh, came down with, with the disease on a go forward basis. Um, you know, this is, it's, yeah, and you mentioned it, it's not only this that we, that we deal with, we deal with all kinds of kinds of other transmissible diseases. What does this mean in terms of sports, in terms of how sports are played uh, in terms of when we go back, and play sports. Uh, what precautions need to be uh, need to be done? Are we are we going to be seeing uh, you know NHL players or NBA players uh, you know go, reaching for the hand sanitizers every uh, every five minutes during a game and you know wrestling and all these other sports when you close contact? Have we thought through the future of sports and how this might change sporting behavior at all? Well, I haven't. I haven't heard a lot about that. Um, I think um, we that will evolve over time. Uh, but like any epidemic, uh, this epidemic will die down. There'll be some echoes in the uh, disease as it goes along. But eventually, uh, society will become uh, somewhat immune to this, and it'll be more like a cold. Uh, but this virus does uh, does change and so it's so-called mutations so that's why there's been some difficulty especially with this virus but the general question um, that I think people will have to think about uh, cleanliness and transmission of disease for sure I think people who are uh, in big sporting events uh, collections of uh, 20 to uh, 50,000 people in one stadium. I think people who run those venues will have to think of those kinds of issues, people who deliver food in those areas. Um, The teams may have to think about uh, 
transmissible diseases, but that raises a whole set of other issues like privacy of the person's uh, medical information. So I don't think we've thought all the potential ramifications out, but it will be it will be different. Um, you know, when HIV was discovered um, about uh, 35 years ago, similar kinds of issues came up, and so people uh, made uh, some changes. Uh, for example, if blood was apparent um, uh, during a fight um, in hockey, the people would stop the fight. Uh, so those kinds of changes have evolved over time, but I think this puts a magnifying glass uh, on the whole situation. So I think uh, sporting groups will work through this as we move along. But I think uh, I think the bottom line uh, is that parents will start to think twice um, about it. Uh, but um, I think that the time will tell how it looks um, next year and in the coming years. What are the next steps for uh, after the curve is reached, the goal is reached? What, what are the steps to get back into it? Sorry, I, I, couldn't, hear, I couldn't hear you. Can you repeat the question? I, 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 th- I think the question was, uh, what, uh, what are the next steps to go through here before we can start, uh, start getting these competitions going again? Well, I think the next steps are probably going to be uh, probably are going to be identifying the uh, high performance athletes who uh, don't have the disease and probably have them playing um, in uh, scenarios where there's a very low risk of uh, transmission, maybe with no uh, with an empty stadium, just televised and then building up uh, from there. So it'll probably be a gradual and stepwise uh, progression. Um, so I, I think that's probably going to be the, the next kind of step that will happen. And, um, and then you'll see gradually as, as uh, people get better and increasing. But uh, whether we'll see stadiums full of people this whole uh, year, I, I, uh, I somehow doubt it. Uh, we're talk- we've been talking to Dr. Michael Cusimano. Uh, Dr. Cusimano, uh, we know the incredible demands on your time. Uh, you've made yourself available to us. And I, I just want to let our listeners know the quality of the person that we're-, we're talking about. There was a great Toronto Star article a few years back about uh, you come from a-, a very famous medical family. You and your brother have a your brother's a world-renowned heart surgeon. And there was a great article in the Toronto Star about both of you uh, a few years back. And I just want to quote from that article because it's, it's, I think it's important to know. Uh, this is, this, these were your words, Dr. Cusimano. You have to love your patient. You really have to feel for that person and treat that person as you would want yourself or somebody that you sincerely care for to be treated. Uh, I'll just leave it at this. I'm short on time. Thank you. Thank you for everything you do. Thank you for what all your colleagues and workmates uh, do. Uh, we, uh, we, we can't possibly thank you enough, and thank you for your time. Thanks so much, Dr. Cusimano. Okay, thanks. Have a good day. <clears throat> Pleasure. Naz, uh, unfortunately, we're out of time. Ten seconds. Okay. Uh, Don Cherry next Sunday on the show. Okay, let's make it happen. Don Cherry. To all our listeners, be safe. Follow the rules, distance, wash your hands, sanitizer, let's 
get through this all together. Thank you so much. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.